millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by ETB Games. ETB Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are our one-stop shop for all of our card game needs. They have singles and sealed product for the games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon. Of course, you can also find the accessories that you need, such as sleeves, binders, playmats, and more. And if you're into D&D, well, they have all of your D&D figurines, the paint for the figurines, dice, books, and anything that you would need to play. So be sure to check out ETB Games. There's a link in the description down below. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the long-awaited return of the <laughs> Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Of course, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors for supporting the podcast, such as ETB Games, who you heard an ad from just a moment ago, Gem Accessories, there's a link with a discount code down below. Millennium Threads, also a link with a discount code down below. And of course, Dragon Shield and TCG Player, who we have affiliate links for down below. If you click those links before you shop again for Dragon Shield and TCG Player, you support the podcast at no extra cost to yourself. Now, of course, I am Sonny. This is my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And at the beginning of every episode, we like to thank our biggest and most significant supporters the patrons who literally pay us money to keep going and we really appreciate it because <clears throat> thanks to the wonderful patrons if you're on youtube you can see we have these beautiful new microphone yes. arms so now we shouldn't have any more issues yeah yeah because um uh, caleb can you want to grab that microphone arm yeah. over there so i can show kind of the issue of what our old ones were okay i'll stretch this out so i can kind of show it and get it close to the camera so right here on the end the microphone arm goes like this into the mount and we have used them so much since we started the podcast because when i bought these um i bought them strictly out of pocket 
and every all the equipment that we had was like purely bought out of my pocket out of like a passion project so when we bought those we were anticipating getting six eight months out of them and eventually having to upgrade to something like this a real real arm and um we got a year and almost like a, yep. a little over a year and a half yeah, there, out of them there used to be a piece of metal about comes out about yay, yay, what would you say about yay far yeah yeah about that yeah. long yeah it finally just snapped off for the longest time it was just kind of bending it this way yeah yeah and eventually just snapped off yeah big unfortunate but because of our wonderful patrons we're, we're able to do things like this and more importantly pay the hosting fees for the website that lets us post the podcast out on Spotify and iTunes where you can leave a review if you like the podcast. So hey, here's the other one which still kind of has it on there, but you can see this is. Yeah. In fact, if Caleb wanted to, he could break it off right now with no effort. Yeah. That's not supposed to do that. No. So um, anyway, so a huge thank you to all of our patrons. <laughs> Cam Yang, Dragon Maid, Stunzeed. Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Zyphris, Yeet the Feet, Blackwing, Silverwind the Ascendant is the best floodgate. Earth Machine, best deck. Epi, has anyone actually read Toy Vendor? HGH Cyber, I am McLincoln. Look, can we just admit NNN is a floodgate at this point? You only have a couple more days to leave that name. Mm-hmm. Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Quitting the Game as a Floodgate, Sprite Farter, the Top Cut Podcast is proudly sponsored by Fluanderese. Oh, they changed it. <laughs> the banning of Mystic Mind has worked wonders. Unbanned number 95, Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World, Exosister's best deck, no cap. Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck. AD, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Cyber Dank Puffer Dragon. <laughs> I like that one. Duty Booty, Dragon, Maidenless Behavior, Fur Hire, Dog Turd, Heroes, Pebble Cereal, Jerry Beans, Man, Cam, the Disciple of Caleb's Waifu Philosophy. Cam, I see you. I appreciate you. That's funny. King, King Henry, Meow Meow, I'm a Silly Mannequin Cat, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, Sky Striker, Maneuver Dab, and oh Slaking It Up. What? Do you think I'm not going to dab when I read that? Fair. All right. So. While we're here, we have a couple of things that we want to address. Of course, happy late Thanksgiving, everybody. Mm -hmm. Because, um, well, we took the whole week off last week. Or yes, we tried to. And then Konami was came in from the top rope and was like, ban list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had that elbow drop ban list in the last quarter. Yeah. So, which I'm not upset about. No. All right. I, I think the ban list was generally... I'm not going to say well-received, but it wasn't hated, right? Yeah, it wasn't a, man, this list is useless. Right. So we didn't actually get a chance to, like, riff and talk about the ban list when it happened. So I know I gave my thoughts in a nice little 10-minute video that if you're listening here on, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, there's a video on our YouTube yeah. of the episode that went out last week. So if you could go watch that and get our numbers up, that would be awesome because we really, really, really want to get a thousand subscribers on our YouTube by the end of the year, please. It's a, it's a, it's a late goal that we added. So with that said, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the ban list. After that, we will do, we'll talk a little bit about YC has San Jose, and then we're going to riff a little bit on the uh, on edison format because over the weekend there was an edison format tournament very close to us 
And the cool part about an Edison tournament is that everybody brings all of their Edison cards for trading and stuff rather than just like advanced stuff, which is no fun. So because everybody's bringing Edison stuff, I was able to pick up everything I needed to finish my Edison cube that I'm thinking Ooh. I'm going to do a whole video on at some point. That'd be cool. So, but let's talk about the ban list first. So uh, starting off with the, uh, I think we're just going to start off with bans and then we'll kind of okay. go through and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on everything as it. Fair enough. Already got it pulled up. Yeah, I had to pull it up. Yeah. All right. So the previous list, which was the October 3rd list, is going to remain in effect until December 1st, 2022. So we still have a couple more days on these and got about three more days. Yeah. And that means that Friday's episode will be the start of the new season. Yep. Because we like to start after the ban list takes effect. Yeah. So this ban list kind of came out of nowhere. Although it does say that the next update will be in a few months. A couple isn't really a few. And it's been less than two months since the new since the last ban list. Like, yeah. like seven weeks-ish, seven, eight weeks. So I think that there's a feeling of this being an emergency ban list throughout a lot of the community. But it, at the same time, it doesn't... It's one of those cases of where they just kind of say like hey here's the thing right oh, cool no you need to act on this like now oh god yeah 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 that, that kind of feeling where well, they haven't said this is an emergency right right so I, I think part of it is that they said in the original post when they put it on like twitter and stuff they said that this ban list is they're posting it early because of the upcoming holidays and stuff but almost everything on this list is relevant to is relevant to tier limit. Almost everything on this list. Yeah, in some way, shape, form, and or fashion. Right. It's, by the way, I'm really sorry if I'm sniffling a bunch during this podcast. Yeah. Allergies are a nightmare here right yeah. now. I don't know why my allergies aren't acting up more than usual. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Normally, your allergies are like the worst. But then everyone else around me, horrible, horrible to me. I, I'm just running on how my allergies normally are. Yeah, and normally I take Zyrtec like every day, but I missed it like three days last week for various reasons. Yeah, and I think that's why you're messed up right now. Right. Okay, so newly banned cards. So, of course, we're going to start with Curious the Lightsworn Dominion. Cool. So, how do you feel? I, I'm gonna just going to ask you how you feel after I read off each of these cards because I gave my yeah, thoughts yeah. already. Okay. For Curious, my thought is, hey, that would have been great. Like, two ban lists to go. Even a ban list to go. Yeah, Curious would have been a perfect hit last ban list. Yeah. I think... It's... I mean, hey, it's good that they did it. Yeah, but it almost feels to me like they're afraid of Danger Dark World becoming, like, a real problem again. Which is entirely fair. Yeah, because Danger Dark World, that was the last time that Curious was a huge problem. Yeah, and it started kind of cropping back up here and there. So I think this is a, oh dear God, exit now. Right, so Danger Dark World, obviously there's a new Dark World structure deck coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And Danger Dark World is kind of 
possible with the new support, not to the same extent, I would say. Mm -hmm. But obviously, Curious was a huge part of the last iteration of Tier Limit, where the Tier Limit was running a bunch of danger monsters, and they're not anymore. Dark World. Well, Tier Limit was running a lot oh, of right, dangers. Yes. Right, right, yeah. So, and because of that, they, sh they were running Curious. But they're not anymore, and Snow is banned, so there's not really, like, a great send-off of Curious, other than, I guess, a Tier Limit, but, like... Yeah, but then... yeah, It's, so, it's kind of awkward, because it doesn't really hit the deck like it would have yeah. two months ago. But, you know, I think that, but I think this is a case of... It is a hit to that, but then also a pre-hit to the possibility of a re-emergence re of Danger Dark World. Yeah. But in its new form, particularly because of that new fusion that they're getting, which is kind of good. Yeah, but just... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't... It's... The hit is rather curious. <laughs> All right. Your only other newly banned card is Mystic Mine. Which people have been calling for for how long? About two years. Yeah. So, how do you feel about this? Took them long enough. Yeah. It was honestly a mystery that it took this long. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a... That one was bad. <laughs> it, like, it's that... It's I that, don't mind it. <laughs> it's, it's that... Man, you're really... Uh, you're really digging for these puns, aren't you? Yeah, I'm digging deep for the mind puns. Yeah. Care careful though, because they might not serve you in bars anymore. Because you'll because you'd be a miner. Okay. That's enough. That that was the worst one yet. Okay, back to what I was saying though about Mystic Mine. I, I just get this feeling of fine. Took you long enough. Yeah, it's almost like Konami is like, okay, they're not gonna love this ban list. So let's put something that we that we, like, it, it feels like it that they left Mystic Mine unbanned for so long, right? Just for this exact situation of this this ban list is garbage, and now it's good. Yeah, it literally feels like just, they were waiting for the moment where they were like, we know that they're gonna feel like this list is underwhelming. We need to do something else. So let's pull that Mystic Mind ban out of our back pocket. Boom! Now it's a good list. Right, right. Problem solved. We saved Yu-Gi-Oh. Exactly. So next we move on to the limited cards because those again were the only two banned cards: Curious Lights, Warn Dominion, and Mystic Mind. And newly limited is Herald of Orange Light. I'm going to now recreate the face I made when I read that. <laughs> Audio just, listeners love you to death. Yeah. Just a, huh? Why? Who does this? What is this hit? This hits, not even, this hits some builds of Ishizu Terrellman who are running the Diviners of the Heralds. Yes. And well, okay. So here's my thing. I think that as of, I don't know, four-ish days ago, I mean, a week and a half ago, I think that any build of Ishizu Tier Limit, my personal opinion, I know not everybody believed this, a lot of people were side-decking it, or even not running it, cutting it down, whatever. Personally, I felt like Herald of Orange Light was mandatory at three in the main deck, mm. which, is a, which is a hot take, and I know yeah. it is. Especially now. Well, no, it's limited. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Herald of Orange Light was a pretty important card at three because it serves a couple of different purposes. One, obviously, being able to send a Herald of Orange Light as well as a an Ishizu card yeah. to the graveyard is really broken. 
Also, to me, I felt like anytime you had Herald plus a fairy in hand, all of your combos were well insulated, and you always had a way to maybe stop a Bistial or stop something that is going to truly mess up your game plan. So, I mean, yeah, again, insulating combo, but also it felt like whenever the player that had Herald of Orange Light was so much safer and so much farther ahead than the player that didn't, that it, it if you're that much farther ahead because you have it, then to me, why do you cut it, right? Mm, that's fair. Now, what this is a much bigger hit to is Drytron. Poor, poor Drytron. Poor, poor Drytron. I just... Listen, anytime something fairy-related comes up, they take they, they take a kick in the rib. Yeah, for sure. And they're just like, we didn't even do anything! Yeah, Dry- Drytron really got, really got kicked in the nuts on that one. But I've seen that some lists are only playing one Herald anyway, but that doesn't that doesn't compute to me. Such a good card. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you have ultis you want to unload now, hit me <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. Um, your newly semi-limited card is Lyriless Grisidal Starling. Kind of pulling back on the uh, uh, Tribrigate Lyriless a little bird bit. Bird up! Yeah, bird. Yeah, this almost puts bird up almost back to the way they were before. Almost, they did run three, but you only need two for that original combo. Right. And your newly unlimited cards are Fire Formation Tenki, cool Pog, sweet Metaverse. Almost makes sense because there's no Mystic Mind. Right. So there is no. So like, I don't think there's any actively. Like the only good metaverse target I can think of off the top of my head right now is exactly Spellbook. Uh, uh, no, not Spellbook. Uh, Hidden Village of the Spellcasters. Secret Village. Secret Village. Thank you. Necro Valley. Necro Valley is another good one. Yeah. Zombie World. Only good against exactly flu. And Salad, actually. I think a lot of the tier limit fusions require a aqua? an aqua. Ooh, maybe. But they but they can also fusion the great. They can also from the graveyard, but then uh, Zombie World affects the graveyard. The graveyard. Hmm. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, it's hey. a dangerous card. Hey, hey, you know what deck that card does not does not affect? And our friend Cam learned that the hard way. What? Princess. That's funny. Yeah, I was at, so it was a tournament where that me and me and Cam got pitted against each other, uh-huh. and I won game one. So game two, he he was like, I don't know if this card will help me. I'm excited anyway because I imagine this deck is just like just like Sal, and I was like, oh, I wonder what he's what is he talking about? What? <laughs> he goes first and he just goes, I got you, ne- uh, Zombie World. And I was like, okay. I go cool. Yeah, that's good. He does his turn. Cool. My turn. I go cool. Normal summon a uh, blue tang. Link one effect. And he's like, oh no! <laughs> they're not cybers? No, they're waterlocked. Oh no. It's water. It's that's water all they... or Marincess. Yeah, that's all they care about is water or Marincess. The only time the cybers part ever comes up isn't exactly Cyanet Mining, which Zombie World doesn't affect. Right. And Splash Mage. Wow. It literally shuts off exactly Splash Mage and nothing else. That's funny. And now the three unlimited cards that, to me, um, definitely are 
the most clearly targeted. Well, so macrocosmos. Oh, um, well, dimensional obvi- fissure. Hold on. So the macrocosmos is obviously for the people who want to play Helios, uh, uh, Turbo. Yeah, Helios, the primordial sun. Yeah, Turbo. So that way you can get into what was it called? Helios, Trifectos, Hermanos, I think. Oh, don't don't make me tell you something like that. Trismegistus. Trismegistus. Thank you. And it was Duo Magistus and Trismegistus. I I couldn't remember. It was something like that. I had to look it up. Yeah. Okay. You want to know the funniest, funniest part Hmm. about the Helios or the, well, oh, you got me saying the Helios, the unbanned to Macrocosmos. What was that? If a tier limit player has Rukalos on the board, Mm -hmm. they can negate the activation because it can summon. Yeah. Just like Solemn Warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if he, if if the, if the target is, in fact, in the deck. It does not care. Man. Those Macrocosmos having the option to summon Helios has been screwing that card up since 2010. It's Holy. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one line of text. Yeah. It's it's actually insane. Uh, Dimensional Fissure, which is the much better card than Macro, but... Well... Yes. It's both better and worse in exactly one circumstance. Okay. You can fl- you can go through you can flip the macro at the start of your opponent's turn. Okay. So I don't completely You can activate defissure at the end of your turn. Yeah, but no no. If you so then if you do so then if you activate defissure, your opponent knows it's there. If it's just if you just set the macro and pass, they don't know it's there and they don't know they have to play around it. And then it let's say they activate something that just as the effect mills, flip macro on it, and all that stuff just gets banished. I guess it. That's the exact circumstances that they don't know that they're going to. Well, they can guess if if you set one pass. I guess. And that as the only circumstance, but then they're probably just going to, you know, twin twister, cosmic cyclone, whatever. Yeah. So, I personally think Dimensional Fissure is a lot, 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 lot better card than Macrocosmos for a couple of reasons. Well, for one thing, it can't be negated by things like Solemn Warning. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's one reason, for sure. Secondly, Dimensional Fissure is good going first or second. Hmm? Macro is only good going first, and even then, it's like, fine. It's only good going first because of the reason that you said. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Dimensional Fissure is just as good going first as Macro is, in my opinion. They'll serve the same effective Mm -hmm. purpose. Yeah. And it's better than Macro going second. Oh, because then you don't have to wait till turn four or three for it to be live. Yeah, you don't have to pass your turn and then flip it. It's just boom, it's on. Right. And from then, when if your opponent tries to activate something to mill on your turn then you can immediately have that insulation. Yeah, you can start your turn by... Exactly. On the board, good luck. And because that deck plays just as much on your turn as they do on their turn, that's a big deal. So the last unbanned is Teller Knight Ptolemaeus, which... Cool! Might be unassuming on the surface, Mm -hmm. but Teller Knight Ptolemaeus has a really interesting thing that it can do in this current format. Okay. So Teller Knight Ptolemaeus, let me just read it for those that don't know what this card does. Like me. 
Right. Tellonite Ptolemaeus was a card that released after we left the game and has been banned the pretty much for like years. So Tellonite Ptolemaeus requires two or more level four monsters. So really generic rank four. Mm-hmm. It's a like I said, it's an XC, so it's a rank four. Once per chain during either player's turn, you can detach three Xyz materials from this card. Special summon from your extra deck one monster that is one rank higher than this card, except a number monster, by using this face-up card you control as the Xyz material. This is treated as an Xyz summon. Xyz materials attached to this card also become Xyz materials on the summon monster. You can attach seven materials from this card. Skip your opponent's next turn. During each player's end phase, you can attach one Satellar Knight card from your extra deck to this card as a face-up material. Hmm. So, what do you think this card was banned for? If I had imagined, it was the, it, it was it was less the ranking up or the attachment of an uh, of a of a of a Satellar Knight as from your extra deck. Yeah, to to materialize it. As to it as material. That is the one effect I did not think you would key in on as the reason it was banned. I, f- I thought you would key in on the skipping your opponent's next turn. Yeah, but it's detached seven. True. And it's what? Oh, it is two or more level four. It's two plus. But, I mean, the max you're going to get there is five. Yeah, because then you have to use this other, and those are all, are those all hard once per turn, or are they all connected once per turn? Um, they're, okay, so... Like, the, I mean, the skip and then the attaching from your extra deck. Attaching from your extra deck is uh, during each player's end phase. Okay. So it's a trigger. That is, it doesn't say once per turn, but it can only trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one time it'll ever trigger. Right. Um, And the detach seven materials to skip your opponent's next turn is not once per turn. Yeah. So the reason this card was banned is because Pepe, mm-hmm. while it is a pendulum deck, because uh, because uh, constantly flooding the field with monsters, it can get a bunch of level fours on board. Make him with five materials, nope. which hmm? they would make him with a normal amount of materials, about three, mm-hmm. and then use him to rank up into outer entity as a thought. Oh, right, and then. Oh, I, I, I thought he was. I, I didn't think. I completely forgot he was a rank five. I thought he was a rank six. So yeah, as a thought to rank five, that says yeah. Um, after you exceed summon it, monsters in your opponent's possession cannot activate their effects for the rest of this turn. Yeah. So, and if it has a fusion secret or exceeds monster as material, you can detach material from it and destroy all cards your opponent controls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you could literally make Ptolemaeus. Then, after making Ptolemaeus, pass turn to your opponent, and then on your opponent's turn, bloop, make yeah. an Azathot. Yeah. And then you can even use the Azathot to destroy everything your opponent controls. Yeah. So, it's really crazy. Now, the other thing that it was being used for was to make Cyber Dragon Infinity. Because you rank, because it doesn't, there's no limitation outside of it, can't be a number monster. Right. Theoretically, you could also just make Cyber Dragon Nova and then go you up. You have to go Nova into Infinity. Infinity is a rank six. There you go. Yeah. So, so make Nova. You, and so you only can do Nova. You can only do that one on your turn. Yeah. Yeah. But because you can theoretically just make him 
with three materials and then uses effect to attach another that, material from the extra deck that would and then get, rank up into Nova. That would get around the, the light requirement. Right. And you would yeah. immediately start with like three materials on your infinity. Yeah. So it's... Fair enough. Yeah. So after doing as a thought they banned as a thought and then after doing infinity they just banned Ptolemaeus because they were like this is going to be a problem forever yeah 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 yeah. because like because it, it would keep presenting the same thing and then when they banned that thing it just kept presenting a different thing that was also a separate problem right they said that's the problem so the real kicker now is that so teller knight constellar diamond there's a new card that they're going to want to rank up into okay a rank five, which is Satellar Knight Constellar Diamond. During your main phase two, you can also exceed some in this card by using a Teller Knight monster you control as a material, except itself. Oh, so you can do so you can either use its effect or you can use Ptolemaeus. Yeah, or you can use Ptolemaeus' effect to make him do your opponent's turn. Yep. While this card has material, mm-hmm. neither player can send cards from their deck to the graveyard. And any card any cards that return from the graveyard to the hand is banished instead. During either player's turn, when a dark mo- when a- during either player's turn, when an opponent's dark monster activates its effect, you can detach one Xyz material from this card, negate that activation, and destroy it. That's just not once per turn. That's just a better dweller. In a way, yeah, yeah. So your opponent can't send cards from their deck to their graveyard. They if a- if they would add a card from their graveyard back to their hand, they you banish, banish it. it. And it is a not once per turn negate of any dark monsters effect. Yeah, just yeah, just negate any activated dark activated dark monster effect. That's important. Yes. Well, yeah. So like even if they summon a barrier statue on you. Yeah, I mean if they summon barrier statue of the abyss, not much you can do. About as an, that. yeah, as an example, because it's not, it's the first thing that came to mind of a dark dark monsters non activated effect. Right. I mean that that's fair. Yeah. Continuous effects basically. But haha, <laughs> all of the tier limits are dark. So, I thought some of them were water too. I think they're all dark. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Pr- well, I'm all the main deck ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, some of the t- fusions might be water or something. I don't remember, but like, so be it, but but it cuts you out of more than half of your deck. Okay, Rhino Heart is water. Yeah, so it doesn't stop Rhino Heart. The three fusers though, Merly, Havness, and Sharon, are all dark. So it cuts, so it shuts them off. As well as Kaleido Heart and Kit Kalos. Shuts them both off. Right. So, so that that's all but two cards to your to your cards shut off. Rokalos and Rhino Heart are the only ones. Yeah. So. Also, wow, I'm just looking at this tier limit deck. These cards are so cheap. Mm-hmm. Rhino Hearts are eleven dollars. All the fusions are five dollars or less. That's crazy. I think uh, I think part of that is a lot of people built the deck didn't like it are now just like. I'm stepping out of this this format for a while and just offloading their tier limit stuff. I don't even know that that's it. Even the field spells are 58. But I, I think that that might be like a small part of it, but I think hmm, maybe they're printing more of the product. Well, yeah, there. so they are doing an unlimited run. That's another piece of news we may as well cover. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> they are doing an unlimited run of Power of the Elements. So in so, theory, yeah. if you want to play tier limits for the, until we get a ban list, probably in late february yeah i mean guess what it's gonna be reprinted and yeah there's sets getting reprinted yeah which is a crazy thing that hasn't happened since before covid to be fair to be fair um it is the first tier tier zero format since 
they stopped doing the unlimited set and limited runs. Yeah, but they, I mean. So I think that might be part of the reason why they decided to just do another run. If I'm being honest, I think the real reason that they decided to do an unlimited run mm -hmm. is that they finally had access to enough cardstock to oh, do it. Oh, that's fair. Either that or somebody at the printing press was like, hey, listen, this is what we have allocated for each card game for, you know, this time frame each month. In December, you have like no products coming out except for one structure deck. And in January, you have no products coming out. And you have like one product scheduled for February. Yeah, so that they have time to build back up the card stock needed to print the next thing. Right. So it, there's, they need something to print, right? That's they, fair. They want to print something. So, I mean, now that you don't really have, you know, a set releasing every two weeks for the next three months. Yeah. I mean, you over the next, from here until the middle of February, there's one thing releasing, which is the Dark World Structure Deck. After that releases, we don't have anything scheduled until Photon Hypernova, which is coming out in mid-February. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty big gap in release. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. No. So th that might also be part of it. Yeah, we're going to sit here and chill in Tier 0 Tier Limit format for at least the next two and a half to three yeah. months. Yeah. So d be ready for that. Because this ban list is fine. It's okay. But it doesn't address the elephant in the room. Right. A lot of people wanted like a limit to the primitive planet Perlino. A lot of people wanted a limit to Havness, maybe a semi limit to Sharon. And none Something. of that's happening. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen until February. Yeah. Now in February, they're going to destroy this deck. Oh yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They literally did everything you just said, but then also like limit. I don't know. Medora. Medora probably hit, hit the issues yeah. and stuff too. Medora and is it Keldo or Kelbeck is the three of Keldo. Keldo. Yeah. To be fair, there's a lot of decks that are running three ofs of all of all of all four of them. Yeah, that's excessive. Yeah, I think it's excessive as well. But it's primarily but, the, but if you're running like reduced numbers, the ones you keep at three that I remember are Medora definitely, and I I I think it's Keldo. Keldo, and then like one to two Agito and one to two Kelbeck, depending if you run any of them. Yeah. Like, I know Medulce, a lot of Medulce builds aren't running any of them. Right, yeah. They're running, like, three Medora, two to three Keldo. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about YCS San Jose. Yep. So, of course, a huge, massive, enormous shout-out to the one and only Jesse Cotton for winning this event. It's insane to me that he got second place at Niagara, second place mm -hmm. at Pasadena. Uh, he, his run, he's gotten four first or second finishes this season. Mm -hmm. Four finals appearances this season. Which Absolutely astounding. Bonkers. Yeah. bonkers. It's, hmm. So a huge, huge shout out to him. Um, so we don't have the full list of everything from the YCS. What we do have is we've got five decks listed. So we have all the top four decks, not the profiles, but we know what they were playing. So Jesse Cotton won with the Shizu Tier Limit. Paul Aronson got second place with the Shizu Tier Limit. Uh, Pack 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 a Watt got top four with the Shizu Tier Limit. And Luis Vila got uh, top four with Sprite. So, Sprite? Yeah. Pure Sprite? 
It just says Sprite. Oh, it is okay. It was probably like a yeah. Monster Mash Sprite deal. Yeah. Uh, and then we know Manuel Flores got top 32 with Ishizu Tear Lament. We know that, let's see, I'm trying to see. We know Yassine got top 16 with Pure Tear Lament also. His deck profile is up on his channel, Yassine656, if you haven't awesome. heard of him. I've met him a couple of times. He is, and I'm, I'm not kidding, one of the most wholesome people I've ever met. Hmm. I, I mean, he's a, and he's an extremely good duelist. He has, I think, three tops in the last, like, three or four months. And Impressive. I, yeah, I think he topped Rio. I think he topped Pasadena. Okay. He topped this one. And I want to say he may have topped Niagara also. I know he topped YCS Niagara a few years ago, like three years ago or so, with Cyber Dragons. But, I mean, he is an amazing duelist. And he, he puts out... He probably, of all the Yu-Gi-Oh! content creators, the ones that like really consistently top and do well at events are Yassin, Pakawat, Pak, Pak, Pakawat, I love Pak, he's the best, <laughs> and Joshua Schmidt, and Jake, Jake Quincy. Jake Quincy also does, he does, he does Twitch streaming and he's a very, he's got a lot of tops. He's got like 15 tops or something. Nice. Yeah. So definitely check out all of them, but especially Yasin, congrats here. And like we said, Pack, I'm sure he'll have a deck profile up in the coming days. So a huge shout out to all of them. Congrats to all of them. Some other notable names that I know of that I can just point to and say, I know this person that topped this event. Ryan Fletcher, Asala topped, Raphael Nevin, <clears throat> uh, Hani Jahari. I want to say his brother also topped Hisam Jahari. Nice. I know that he was doing very well okay well maybe he didn't top but uh, I, he bubbled i guess yeah um uh, sergio vargas let's see um uh, uh, hansel aguero who won nationals this year he right. topped simon he topped and christian urena topped and yep that's all the ones that i can just recognize <clears throat> off the top of my head so congrats to all of those players <laughs> yeah. that topped and why don't we talk about some Edison format? Oh yeah, talk talk to all this all this about this current tier zero final run. Let's talk about a format that was not tier zero. Yep. So over the weekend, like I said, we did have an Edison tournament at ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana, and Caleb didn't get a chance to go. He had some stuff going on, but hmm. I went. I played the funniest deck in the tournament. Oh yeah. Yes. I think we had 14 players, okay. and we had, I think, a, two or three Black Wings, two or three Zombies, a couple of Light Swarns. I'm trying to think of... We had a, one Dragon. Dragons did well. Let's see what else. I'm trying to think of what else there was. I know there was a Frog Monarch deck. Ooh, Frogonarchs. Yeah, there was like a, like a, a Zombie Hero... Uh, water deck was it like the where's like zombies like and, diva hero zombies yeah where's like zombies deep sea diva and then like three heroes yeah uh, like four three or four heroes yeah yeah handful yeah and then i want to say there was one or two other things running around but personally me i played the coolest most based and red pill deck in the entire room I didn't do well, but I played it. <laughs> I made a couple of really key misplays, but I played 
gadgets. Oh. And machinas. Machina gadget. And ancient gears. Ancient gear, machina gadget. Yeah, I play machines. So. Machine dot deck. Pretty much. So cool. the ancient gear machina deck is well known and the gadget engine is a good engine. It's fine, yeah. So I made some I made some mistakes. Mistakes were made. I th- I thought ultimate offering was limited. It's not. It's, it's banned, isn't it? It's semi-limited. <laughs> That's why gadgets are a playable deck. Fair. So it was like that one time I tribute some blue eyes during my opponent's battle phase. Yeah. So I played <laughs> at one point. My opponent passed it back to me, and I was playing against Lightsworns. And he he had like a wolf and a nor and like a flipped Ryko on the board. And I had two back row set and a gear town up. Oh no. Alright. I looked at him, I went, I'm so sorry. He goes, okay. He has no back row. Uh, cards how many cards in hand? Four. Four. He's already okay. milled one of his honest. Okay. No, you're good. You have no fear. No, I, I, I have to respect honest still. That's fair. I mean, because in a forty card deck, he's not all, he's not a forty card deck because he's running because he's running Lightsworn. But in a forty card deck, the odds at that point are pretty decent. He'll have at least one in hand. Right. So, I said, draw for turn, stand by main. He's like, yep, you're good. I said, normal summon green gadget. Sure. Search red gadget. Sure. Flip ultimate offering. He goes. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness none of the gadgets are going to get over my wolf. Okay. I go, ultimate offering, summon red. Sure. Search yellow, summon yellow. Sure. Search green, summon green. Sure. Search red. Sure. Discard the red and a Machina Fortress to summon the Machina Fortress. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oof. And then I go. He got, got. And then I go, Machina Fortress attack over the wolf. He goes, yeah. I said, do you have anything in damage debt? Because, you know, it's light sworn. He goes, no. I go, really? Flip limiter removal. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, all of your gadgets are like 24, 2800 attack. Yeah. And I was like, attack? He was like, oh. Um, And he looks at it for a second. He goes, how much damage is that? I was like, well, that Machina Fortress is... 5,000 attack. So that's 29. And then the gadgets are each going to go in and they're all like 24 to 28. He was like, oh, oh yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just dead here. Ain't nothing I can do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that was the only time I was able to, res- I was able to activate oh, and resolve man. ultimate offering. But if you're yeah. running two, it probably like you're supposed to have, it probably would have happened more. So I made a huge critical misplay though. Hmm. I forget that Machina Gearframe is a union monster. And it came up. So I normal summon Gearframe mm-hmm. and I special summon Fortress. And I was only on like 2,500, 3,000 life. I was pretty low on life. Mm-hmm. And the Fortress was kind of my way to ensure that he didn't kill me because he has to basically summon JD to kill my Fortress. Yeah. So, or run into it with something with uh, Honest. Yeah. So, I said, Gearframe Fortress, pass. 
What I should have done was equip the gear frame to Fortress. A lot of Union monsters can't be equipped to turn their normal summon. Gear frame can. Ooh. So, I should have equipped him to Fortress. Because then if he JSD, even if he judgment dragons, you get to keep your uh, Machina Fortress. Yeah, even if you, I would keep the Machina Fortress. Or, well, actually, I don't know if specifically if he does Judgment Dragon. I don't know if he oh, does. because it board wipes everything. Yeah, because they're both marked for destruction. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. But he went battle and summoned. He was able to mill, hit a wolf, also had a Gareth on board. Oh, no. And so the Gareth killed my gear frame. And then he did Wolf into Fortress and hit Honest. Had you had you not had you kept the, the gear if you put the gear frame and he'd be like, cool, I lose my gear frame. Right, and then he can't really get over it. Yeah. So unless he has the second Honest in hand. Right. So it, it was big on Fort. It was an enormous on Fort, but it, it, yeah, it, I mean, you put him on. He's got to have either Judgment Dragon or Honest. Right, and I could have put him on. He has to have exactly Judgment Dragon. Yeah. Or too honest. Right, exactly. What are the odds? So, realistically, because of that, I lost the game immediately. Whereas if I hadn't done that, I would have had a few turns. Yeah, to, yeah but, but I mean, if you keep beating him with the 2500. Right. Now, there was another moment where I, I had to take a gamble at one point against a... Uh, the diva hero zombie player because he went off summoned stardust with an absolute zero and uh, that's 25 25 and then it's 5,000 a brio which is 23 so puts, but it boosts the ab zero by 500 what did the brio because it's water I've already used 500 for every other water monster on the field. Oh, because it, it never comes up because every other. Right. Okay, yeah. Well, that still puts him 200 short of OTK. Yeah, he didn't do the math. So he hit me for 78. But I had a set. I had a set Torrential and Book of Moon, and he had a Future Fusion. And the very next turn, he, the he had an Ab Zero coming. Oh. So. I was forced. I had no choice. He only had one card in hand. I was forced to book the in draw phase, book the Stardust, and then in standby when his absolute when his second absolute absolute zero comes out, I torrential the field, which is fine. It's good play, but I put him on gotta have it. Yeah. And well, he had it. He had it. Yeah, so he then he normal summon Neosalius for game. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you put him on. Gotta have it. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, I you know, if you don't, this game's gonna keep going. If you do, it is what it is. Right. Exactly. Well, and then he, there yeah. was another moment where somebody. Oh, a, another moment against the Lightsworn player. He went Lila pop your back. I was like, <laughs> chain MST pop my gear town. Which sounds broken, right? Uh huh. You know why? No. When Gear Town gets destroyed, you can summon any ancient gear monster from your deck. Oh, so you can go fetch ancient gear, uh, ancient gear golem. Nope, ancient gear golem cannot be special summoned. Oh, I thought he could. Ancient yeah. gear Gadgeltron dragon. Oh, who's what? Twenty eight. Three thousand. Oh. And I was like, let's go, free Gadgeltron. Yeah. Nope. MST was chainlink two, my friend. Oh, and it's when Gear Town can miss timing. 
and I just, it, I forgot. And it's funny because I know that it can miss timing. I know it because if you have a gear town in hand and a gear town on field, you can't activate gear town over gear town and get it because it would miss timing. You have to set well, gear town over gear town. Well, you have to set the field spell and then it destroys the current active field spell. But the thing is, I think if you just activate a new one, I don't think it destroys. It does. I don't. It does. Mecha- oh, I, by game mechanic, it destroys oh, the I current it field just spell. Sent it. Nope, it destroys mm. it. Never mind. Yeah, but it also does it if you set a field spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in you that have case, to, you have to set it. Yeah, and there's something being activated, but it was destroyed. It's so funny. I did that my first round against my. I was playing zo- against zombies round one, and yeah, I played two zombie, two lightshorn. I was like, oh, and there was a couple glad beast players. That's yeah. what I was missing. Yeah, there was two zombie, two. I played two zombie and two gla- two lightshorn. I was like, this is the, the, this is not the diversity I'm looking for. Yeah. So, I ended up playing the lightsworn guy or the zombie guy round one and i went activate gear town and he looked at me and he was like huh yeah because he was like what does that do and i let him read it he was like okay you can normal summon ancient gear monsters for one less tribute i went to destroy you someone from the deck i was like okay you're gonna have to gear town what's going on i was like terraforming search gear town set gear town and i was like activate the one i destroyed he was like, oh, okay, I see. And some of the Gadgetron, he goes, why did you set it? And I had to explain to him because it yeah. misses timing. Yeah. When? So if you MST at his chain link too, well, I explained to him that it misses timing and how I have to do it that yeah. way to make it not miss timing. I didn't explain the MST thing because I and then you just, didn't think about it. Yeah, and then, of course, you want to you just flip it. Right, right. So, but it was very funny. The more important thing that came from this weekend of Edison Endeavor was that I picked up hundreds of Edison cards. Yeah. By my count, around 250. Caleb, is there any chance that I could ask you to reach over there and get the cube? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go grab that cube. It's a lot easier for you to reach than me. Yeah. So, one of my big goals, everybody, this is your chance. Caleb Feet Picks, right now, this is your chance. Well, actually, uh... No, 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 don't say that. Caleb Feet Picks. <laughs> anyway. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. So, these two boxes that you can maybe see are all my Edison cube. And there's a lot of stuff in here. I took I took an enormous amount of inspiration from E3 Yu-Gi-Oh! And more specifically, RJ the Jank Monarch. I, I think his name is the RJB0 on YouTube. We've had him on the podcast before. He's, a, he's an awesome person. And uh, they, they really are a wonderful resource for not just Edison, but... They also have a great, a great um, series called Wave Motion Yu-Gi-Oh. So, the the cool part about the cube is, for those that don't know, is that it's essentially a draft format. So, how it works is there's over 500 cards in the cube, and when it's 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 pretty much complete. I'm missing a couple of cards. Like I need three Shura. I need three Gotham's Emergency Call. Um, I need, I need some colutes. I need a just a couple, just just a, just groupings of random stuff. Yeah, I need like an X Saber Hyunlei, and then after that, all I need is like a bunch of like ancient fairies, colossal fighters, and a few armory arms. Yeah, just like a bunch of Edison like extra deck staple stuff. Like I could use a couple more armor masters just because, like, it's a good 
card, but the issue with Armor Master is that the cheapest copies of Armor Master are $10. For good reason. Yeah, it's a great card. So, in it's that great. vein... It's a great card whose R-Type just got support. Right, yeah. So, in that vein, I am playing... There's like a bunch of recruiters. There's mm -hmm. a small black wing core. You don't put the whole black wing core, otherwise it's broken. Yeah. You put we, like one black whirlwind. Yeah, one whirlwind, like only one Bora. There's three Sirocco and two Vayu. Because if somebody really wants to lean in on Vayu Turbo, sure. But it's going to impact the rest of your draft in a negative way. And you also have to be sure that other people are not going after the black wing stuff. So, you know, yeah, that so, way you can actually get all the cards you need. Yeah, so so, so then so then it definitely becomes a situation of do I do I start this now? Because, you know, like because the draft because the way drafts work is, hey, I see all this Blackwing stuff still here. Do I start taking it now or do I take this other good card that I can still use and then pray that no one else starts taking the Blackwing cards? Right. So so let's Let's kind of explain the yeah, how, idea how of a cube and how it works. So, there is 500, okay, 480 main deck cards, even number. It's exactly 480, and this is because you start with eight people, and they each get three piles of 20 cards. So, that's 60 cards per person, eight people. And the way the cube is working is you put you do three piles of 20 and then one pile of 15 extra deck monsters, which I only have enough for 10 extra deck monsters per person currently, but whatever. That'll change. So you do, you take the first stack of 20 and you look at it and you take one card out of it and pass your, pass the remaining 19 over to the next person. And then the person to your, you pass it to the left and then the person to your right will pass you their 19 and you take one card from it, pass it on. And then you get 18, then you get 17 and you go until all the cards are gone. So in theory, you should have a chance to get any card in the stack you start with three and a half times, right? Give or take. The second pile, you grab 20 again, but you also grab the 15 extra deck cards. And then you draft one card from any of those 35 and you go all the way around and you keep passing it to the left and taking the next one until all 35 of those are gone and then you do the same thing with the last stack of 20 so at the end you're left with a 60 card deck and a 15 card extra deck or in my case 10 because yeah. i'm missing a bunch of random stable stuff so in essence you can then build out of your 60 card pool that you drafted so you, maybe you're able to draft a bunch of Blackwing cards or a bunch of X-Sabers or Gladiator Beasts or whatever. But at the end of it, you're kind of left with not necessarily like a perfect constructed deck. It might have yeah. some inconsistencies, maybe some weird extra packages yeah. thrown in. But so does everyone else. Exactly. And that's where the fun happens. Right. Okay. But I, I think the idea of a cube draft is very cool, and it's something that I saw RJ and uh, Keegan from E3 doing at various events. I was like, I need this in my life. I got I got a great way to describe this. Sure. If everyone is playing a playing a bad deck, 
none of the decks are bad. Somebody's deck is going to be bad. Somebody's going to be bad at drafting. Fair, because <laughs> part of drafting part of drafting is that you have to under is that you have to understand what cards are, are good and what cards are not. Um, this is particularly a thing in Magic because then not only are you kind of because co- because you're also kind of color locked with Magic, right? So then you also have to identify: do you do I take the like let's say you're black? Do I take the murder or do I take the duress? Yeah, or do I take the duress? Yeah, you know, murder being destroy a monster, duress being my opponent has to disc- discard a. Card, you rip a card from their hand. Yeah, you rip it's a confiscation. Card, yeah, yeah, it's confiscation, but with some limitations on it. Right. Okay. It'd be like confiscation only being able to rip out a monster card. Yeah. You want to knock out some mailbag questions since we haven't done mailbag questions in like psh, weeks? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, um, how much copium should I take for Evil Twin to be playable again? Not a lot, actually. Put in a bunch of sprite cards and it's still playable. Yeah, it, yeah, like sprite, uh, sprite evil twin is a good deck. Yeah, for sure. How much of an effect do you think the new banlist will have on the current format? And was the complete ban on mine called for, or could it have gone a little too limited? Limiting mine would have been the worst thing they possibly could have done. It would have been a tragedy and a nightmare because then it becomes even sackier yeah it, it it creates more frustration at one if you lose to it even if they can't because then you go from f- five copies maybe six if you're, if you're running set rotation down to three yeah even with demise of the lands it's it's still it's it's just so sacky but then you know but then of course that also creates basically a bad situation in deck building which nobody likes yeah. Where once your Mystic Mine is done, like once you have your Mystic Mine out, all those extra cards you had to get to it are worthless. It's bad for a number of reasons. It did not need to go to one. It, it needed yeah. to go. It was Three way. Yeah, it, it was very called for. It, it, yeah. Mystic Mine is one of the cards that needs to be at three or banned, and it needed to be banned. Right. Um, how much in effect do you think it'll have on the current format? Not a ton, a actually. L- small amount, because now Mystic Mine's not there anymore. And there's a lot of there's a lot of answers to tier in the side deck essentially yeah. and then of course the uh un the uh, complete unbanning it wasn't banned to begin with but uh from whatever it was to three on macrocosmos and d fisher who both they were royally, limited yeah yeah who both royally stop to a point tier- yeah there there it's more obstacles that a tier limit player has to jump through more hoops that a tier limit player has to jump through in order to succeed Tier will eventually get hit on the Forbidden and Limited list. When that does happen, what decks do you think could become the next best deck? Um, that is a good question. It would. I'm thinking we'll probably see Dark uh, Dark World come back again. Part of that is that new fusion is really good. Uh, they're all their new supports actually very solid. Plus, it's new, and the dangers are still all as far as I'm aware uh, at three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the dangers are really good. The dangers by themselves are really good. I, too, enjoy Copium. It'll be Kshatri. Oh, yeah, no, pure Kshatri is going to be the the next number one deck. Kshatri Tier Limit will be the next number one deck. Well, it depends on how they hit Tier Limit, though. No, it doesn't. Really? And if they, like... The new card is called Kshatri Tier Limit. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that card exists. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, it's Kshatri Law Tier Limit. What is the best card ever printed, and why is it Blue Eyes? Because they keep giving it support. Yes, Actually, though, the best card ever printed is. Uh, what that's do you actually. Think? That's not a, in my opinion, it's either 
it's probably either Max C or Upstart Goblin. Over Pot of Greed? Pot of Greed. Upstart Pot Goblin's not better than Pot of Greed. Yeah, Pot of Greed's been banned for so long. I've. I can believe but yeah, no, yeah, no. Pot of Greed, Graceful Charity, Delinquent Duo. Um. The big three. I think in the context of today's Yu Gi Oh! It might be Graceful Charity. Yeah. Because the discard too isn't really a cost. It's a huge benefit these days. And it's, it's part of the effect, fun fact. Yes, yeah. It's very specifically, you draw three and then discard two. So it's not cost, it's it's the effect. Otherwise, the drawing would also be cost, which would be insane. Yes, but then, the, but then the, it'd be all cost with no effect. Right. Yeah, no, it's... Graceful Charity, to me, is maybe the best card ever printed. Yeah. Pot Agreed being a very close second. Yeah, I think, honestly, Delinquent Duo is probably second for me. Really? Oh. Just being able to rip multiple cards out of your opponent's hand. That's true. And also getting perfect hand knowledge. You also have to keep in mind that with the second discard, your opponent gets to pick what that card is. Yeah, but dude. But, yeah. Now, in today's meta, because of the whole, yeah, yeah, I'm going to rip two cards out of your hand. Okay. Thanks. I have heard people say that if Delinquent Duo came back right now, it would be a side deck. Card. Exactly right now. Because uh, most they were saying that six months ago. Yeah. But now here my whole thing behind it though is like up against exactly uh tier limit, uh because of all because of all the uh Ishizu cards, it's just Yeah, you're going to discard too? Wow, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the free pluses, dude. But after uh, uh, Ishizu has gone, then it's iffy. Yeah. Maze of Memories will have 15 collector's rares. What would you like to see? Listen, I'm saying it right now. Right now. Maze of Memories. We didn't even discuss Maze of Memories. Maze of Memories is the new Gate Guardian set coming yes. out in March. There will be Gate Guardian support. Konami, listen, listen. I know you listen to this podcast, okay? <laughs> I called for the Hot Desk reprint, and it came. I called for Gate Guardian support, and it's here. I called for a newer ban list, and it's here. Maze of Memories has in the description that it will have a ton of tournament, tournament, high-level tournament cards from throughout Yu-Gi-Oh's history. That's a time capsule. I'm, I called that. I'm telling you, you're listening to this podcast. I know you're listening, <laughs> and I know that you're going to make Gate Guardian a collector rare in the set. I need to preview the Gate Guardian cards. Please, I'm begging you. There's nobody that wants Gate Guardian support more than I do. I want this. I'm begging you. I'll do anything. I don't care. I'll, anything. I'll fly somewhere to go premiere it if I need to. I, I, I'll do anything. We're not even going to make any money from it because we're not even monetized yet on YouTube. I'll do anything. I, I think that might be the thing keeping us from being able to do that. Because we're not monetized? Very possibly. No, that's not the thing. It's just because we're small and don't have a huge amount of reach. But I promise, I know enough people that if I put the video out there, it would get retweeted enough and it, the video yeah. would get just as many views on our channel as it would on any other. Possibly. I'm just saying. I want the Gate Guardian support. If, if if they do a... Normally, they only do the reveals for like like mainline strength yeah. uh, core sets and maybe like they did one for Dark World. Yeah, he, you want them to break that mold. Please, I'm begging you. I've never wanted anything so badly in my entire Yu-Gi-Oh! career. Please. But also, if, if anybody pulls a Gate Guardian Collector Rare, please hit me up. I, I desperately want one. He's one of my favorite cards of all time. Probably my favorite monster of all time. Really animated. Really animated for that one. 
I really want it. Over there, I even have a little gate guardian figurine. He was yeah. on a keychain and he used to hang on my backpack, but his arm broke off, so I don't yeah. do that anymore. Also, if you have one of the little gate guardian keychains, hit me up. Anyway, um, but there's a whole list of cards that I think would make awesome collector rares. Um, I, I had my entire thing on the last episode. I think, I think gold sarcophagus would be a very cool collector rare. Would. Nobleman of Crossout has been like a playable card forever yeah on and, and off all different kinds of retro formats it's playable in goat it was playable all the way up through edison format it, it's a good card i mean it i it, mean it even saw a little bit of play in uh gear gear format i saw some yeah. people taking it because they didn't understand the concept of yeah. a flip monster but yeah. well yeah well, well i mean no one across house also still kind of playable in any format where there's just a crap ton of crawler and guru yeah so like the chalice line monthly exactly for some reason <laughs> Um, pulling the rug, Royal Oppression, uh, I think DD Crow, at this point, they're probably just going to give it another one. Um, well, no, it had a Starlight Rare. Yeah, it's also got an Ultimate Rare. Yeah, so now, yeah, so now why not just give it a Collector Rare? Yeah, I mean, they, they've already done it with Stardust. Yeah. If, yeah, might as well. Yeah, I mean, they do it with other cards. They may as well. Yeah. Uh, Rescue Cat would be sick. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a bunch of great ones. Skill Drain would be cool. I would like to see a non-gold Altart uh, Rescue Cat in there. Yeah. Dude, a Rescue Cat collector would look so beautiful. And it's a lot of people's favorite cards. Substitute would be a great collector's rare. But please, if you do that, please, I'm begging you, also make it like a common or a rare. Yeah. Because that card is like $15 because it's only ever had one printing and it yep. desperately needs a reprint. Okay. Okay. We actually, like, we're over. So we're going to blow through these last ones because I don't know how to budget my time correctly. Fair enough. Um, let's see. It's long been shared that among it's long been a shared thought among players that Mystic Mine was the TCG's max C in terms of how unfun it was. With mine now being banned, do you think there's a bigger risk for Max C returning to the TCG somewhere down the line? No. I don't think that the I don't think that Max C has any more or less of a chance coming back than it did before. Yeah. But um I'm not saying it can't happen. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a non-zero chance that it could happen. I will say that Konami has a penchant for taking these cards that the player base really hates and loathes and leaving it legal because in the eyes of R&D, th this is a player's perspective. This is yeah. how I see it. This is my how I would see their thought process on this. Is that these cards like Maxi and Mystic Mine do put a certain amount of check on the format in that sometimes you it they impact deck building, such as in the OCG with Maxi, a deck like Drytron never even got hit over there because of Maxi's existence, and the fact that Maxi is such an overwhelming presence that control decks are better. I mean, uh, Labyrinth just got second place out of YCFs mm -hmm. over there. And Max C allows players, it forces players to play more mid-rangey decks. Yeah, more control and more mid-range than combo. Right. Whereas here in the TCG, we have a tendency to play much heavier combo decks because we don't have fear of Max C. Now, Mystic Mine impacted, impacted deck building in a very different way, where Mystic Mine forced us to respect back row 
in a special way. Mystic Mind forced deck building to change in a way to where you always had to have an eye on the... You had to have a way to out it. With yeah. Sword Soul, for example, you had to run three Heavenly Dragon Circle because that way you needed to be able to link down your board into maybe a Draco Master or something like that. And then when you maybe your opponent's end phase, you flip it, clear your monster, you have both have zero, it destroys the the Mystic Mind, and then you can OTK them next turn. Yeah. But Or also decking in the Twin Twister, because then puts them on they have to have they have to have made a beat cop. Right. To protect it. Or cosmic to avoid beat cop even. Yeah, yeah. It, to avoid beat beat cop and field barrier. Right. And even in the tier limits deck where they're playing either Heartbeat or Scream, whichever one it was yeah. that was their answer, or playing Baguska, that way they can stall the game out for three turns, and then Baguska will destroy itself, and then you have no monsters. So it it for it impacts deck building in such a way that I do not think that is a good thing for the game. And I, I think that the game devs recognize that. I I actually for the last couple of months I think that R&D has been doing a phenomenal job with a lot of the things, the way that the sets have been structured, the way that you have, I mean, the bestials being super rares are pretty cool because mm -hmm. realistically they could have made those all ultras. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like all ultras and like Bahometer, one of them being a secret. Well, I mean, they already have bestial, uh, the bestial Lubellian as a secret. Yeah. But then they made everything else super. So yeah, no, no, like, like they easily could have made two of them secret and the rest of them ultras. They eat like one super. They easily could have done that. Yeah. But they made a lot of supers, you know, mm -hmm. um, even if you look at power of the elements, the, you have the tier limit deck has two secrets out of that, uh, two ultras Sprite had one secret and I think two ultras, uh, one secret, three ultras. It's really, I don't feel like the compet the most competitive cards have been out of reach. I think that they've been doing pretty good with reprints for the most part. Uh, we do have a Baron reprint announced in the maze and Heck as well yeah. as Guardian Chimera is going to be in there because the box art got leaked. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that R&D has done a really a phenomenal job here lately. I think that the one thing they could have done differently was maybe a little bit more impactful ban list, but... I think that this is fine, honestly, because so many players love the tier zero format because of the back and forth, the competitive yeah. aspect. So I don't know. I, I think it's, I know that that's a lot more than you asked for, but I don't know. MBT recently did the worst formats Twitter thread, and it was populated by formats from 2016 to 2020. Do you think Konami has finally got a handle on how to design cards in the link era of the game? No. <laughs> Short answer, no. No. Have you looked around? Long answer, no. <laughs> I think that realistically, the game was kind of plagued by dual overload. Literally dual overload. The set dual overload. Which released in early 2020 at the start of the new Master Rule. Yeah. I think that... How many you... cards from that set are banned now? Uh, it's, <laughs> this is crazy. What set has the most bans cards in the game's history? Uh, magic ruler. Ah, I think it's six or seven banned cards and one limited. Yeah. Because that's where the big three were from. What set has number two? No idea. Dual overload. <laughs> Dual overload has five banned cards. I can name two right off the top of my head. I can name four off the top of my head. And I know there's another, uh, Verte and this morgue link. That's the fifth. 
Alberte, Simorg Link, Christian Hockey Firax, oh. Link Cross, and Aurorodon. They Fair. all premiered in that's one set. Fair. That set was insane. Yeah, it was meant to be. And like, and like things, because like, because like, I remember picking one of those up and I pulled the Simorg Link and it was like a dollar. Yeah. Because it was bad. And then Bird Up happened. Like a month later. And it was $4. But yeah. still, that set was insane. The craziest card, the craziest a card got out of that set, I think, was how, how I at one point got up to, before it got reprinted, was that like what? 80 yeah, like sixty bucks, eighty bucks, because all it had was the ultra it, and a. Uh, it went up and down in an ulti. And it, yeah, the ultra and an ulti at first, and yeah, then it, it got another ultra, and then right after it got the second ultra and goes from the past two, it got banned. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, before then, its pricing was ooh, between just going up and down between sixty and eighty. Yeah, for sure. It's playing ping pong between the two numbers. But I think once they got all the most broken links out of the format, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, with Verte being banned, can Meow Meow Moo come off the list? Honestly, maybe I'm not 100% sure. I don't think it can because DPE was a problem in that deck, but the bigger problem in that deck was the adventure package, and that's all still very legal. So, uh, do you have any Thanksgiving traditions? Um, yeah, we all go around the table and say what we're thankful for, which mine would be um, my family and opportunity. The opportunity to do this podcast, mm -hmm. the opportunity to have what I have around me, um, the opportunity to make a lot of money at my job, um, cough, cough, um, and just the opportunity to keep going places and doing things and seeing the world and meeting people. And that I'm very thankful for that. Cool. You? Uh, at this point, I'm thankful to just be alive. <laughs> Heard that. Um, other than that, we watch a lot of football and we always fry a turkey. All right, so we're only like 10 plus minutes over, but we were off for a week. Everybody will want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, a huge thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. A huge thank you, of course, to all of our wonderful sponsors. Again, just rattling them off. We have ETB Games, who you heard an ad for at the beginning of the video. Gem Accessories, who there's a link with a discount code down below. Millennium Threads, same thing, link with a discount code down below. Uh, of course, you have the TCG Player and Dragon Shield affiliate links, which are down below, and you can click those to uh, support the podcast. No extra cost to yourself. And, of course, the wonderful patrons. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm forgetting here. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. We really want to get our YouTube numbers up. And I think that's it. Caleb, you got anything? Nope. All right. That's it. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you Friday. Take care, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 